Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code SPOTIFY for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Hey guys, this is Brandon Pham. If you want to support us, please go to our patreon.com forward slash Unchain. Any support is appreciated. We're doing a lot of cool stuff with our patrons early access to our episodes that are unedited so you get to hear a lot of behind the scenes stuff as well as questions that you want us to ask our guests and a preview of what guests we bring on we are also planning to do some let's play with our patrons uh, including multiplayer games like PUBG and all these different stuff so a lot of cool stuff planned and if you want to support us and help grow the podcast, please head over to our patreon.com forward slash Unchained. You can also find it on our website, www.gamedevunchained.com. If you want to communicate and uh, talk with our other listeners about recent and future episodes, you can go to our Discord channel, which also can be found on our main website. As you are listening to this week's episode, be sure to check out our proud partners, 80.LV's website. There are awesome articles such as Attraction CGI Production for Films, where they talk to talented people from main road posts about some of the CGI tools they developed for the Russian sci-fi film Attraction. Also, there's a cool article about mastering light mass features of UE4. Tom Lumen has collected all the useful data from the talk by Jerome Plateau on lighting. Awesome news on the horizon. We are teaming up with Polycount uh, as a partner as well. So if you are looking for the best work in progress threads and forums, be sure to check out Polycount. They're doing awesome stuff and we're going to announce some amazing competitions that they are planning in the upcoming weeks and months. So be sure to check out Polycount. All right, let's get back into the episode. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, all over the globe, the world, outer space, inner space, wherever you happen to be, this podcast is in your face. Just sonically, of course. This is Larry Charles, one half of the Game Dev Unchained podcast team. And you know, if you're a longtime listener, you know exactly what's happening. I'm going to introduce our special co-host this week. He's the only person to play the game Mousetrap with real mice, Mr. Brandon Fam. Hey, that's how I game. Hey, it's not a round table until it's the original trilogy. This is the <laughs> Triforce table today. Uh, Ray Graham, as usual, thanks for joining us. What's up? Thanks, <laughs> What's thanks. up, Ray? <laughs> thanks for having me. Thanks for having me. Awesome. For All right. For anyone that's new to this format, okay, these are opinions just are of ourselves yeah. and not representing our company. Please don't... Uh, email our <laughs> companies and complain about our opinions so uh therefore let's get into it all right so let's start off with the biggest news i feel last month is the uh naughty dog scandal Ooh, what kind of scandal well i guess someone got sexually harassed mm. and uh what was his name he actually did like a tribute to paul papara in in front of one of our episodes um let's see, let, let me look his name right it's now it's interesting that he 
So yeah, let me. Anyway, so we're not we're let's not get outing the details while Brandon looks it up because I actually yeah. I hate the the whole outing. Anyway, so you know how I'm assuming if you have social media, you saw your media campaigns blow up with like the Me Too, where you know a, a bunch of people. I think it was like 99% females who took to it as a way to say that like they had experienced some form of sexual aggression or sexual harassment in their lifetime, and it was a way to gain exposure or at least just kind of let people know how actually common it is that this thing is happening. And at the same time, if people who were very quiet about it, maybe an opportunity to, to see the solidarity behind the movement and then come forward and express, you know, their personal opinions where before they might not have wanted to, or, you know, could have been pressured into not saying anything. I actually thought it was very positive because a lot of people who I had no idea who probably experienced mm-hmm. something like this came forward with these, you know, very, uh, I don't want to say detail, but just terrible stories that they had to live through. So segueing into the Naughty Dog side of it, there was an individual who, because of the Me Too campaign, but was male, came out and said that they had experienced sexual harassment at Naughty Dog. And that was part of the reason why they were asked to leave the company, which is illegal. Um, And so he kind of put like some of the details of how it went down. But the juicy part is Naughty Dog (laughs) defending themselves released a statement like explicitly naming the person who claimed that they were sexually harassed on their website like completely like I feel like it blew up the news to the next level. You know what I mean? Well, like no, like I think the issue was like their their statement their statement didn't actually mention my name because he already I I don't remember they, him. They said his, 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 his name. It said they his mentioned name. his name. His yeah. name is Dave Ballard. But right. like he, so, but he mentioned it already on Twitter when he when he yes he outed he outed right. himself. He so, was uh yeah he so, was uh kind of writing off of the uh, whole. He was motivated by the Me Too campaign. Yeah, yeah. and but so the problem, he, he yeah, the, the, but the problem uh, the problem really was with Naughty Dog statement straight up where they were just like, yeah, we asked around and we didn't yeah. have we don't have any record of this. So, record of this. so that's on, that's it, right? Which is like which is so like we're gonna do nothing. Like yeah. yeah, guys. Like, are you are you supposed to have a record of this? Yes, you should have a record of this. Yeah. Right? But uh, maybe maybe when he complained to somebody, the person just kind of like filed it into the cert, you know, the the, the trash can, the individual file, right? And it's you know, like 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 this stuff happens all the time, right? So like like their statement was just like the most tone deaf nonsense I've ever seen. Yeah, life. their statement was if anything made them look worse in my opinion like um to completely claim come no complete denial of the situation like obviously the the truth is always within the middle i'm not gonna say we don't really know the details right right. i mean this individual dave um could be telling the truth but it could be more halfway right what kind of what constitutes a sexual harassment who knows the definition of it can be but I'll tell you this, like from their from their statement, um, um, you know, the needle moved, <laughs> the needle yeah. moved uh, a little bit more over to one side than the other, right? You yes, I, I would agree. I mean, After reading that statement, yeah I, yeah, I think I sided more with the individual who who claimed. I mean, he took a big risk, right? So this guy, a little backstory: he yeah. worked at Naughty Dog for over six years. Like he worked on uh, a lot of, on the Uncharted franchise two and three, and a little bit of Last of Us. He left uh, to Ubisoft, so he must have brushed shoulders with you up there right and then he came back to naughty dog and he said that he had a lot of uh um from what i've heard you know there was a lot of backlash you know leaving and coming back and you know there was a lot 
to it, I think, to the story, and then it probably uh, went to that. Um, it elevated to that situation somehow, some way, right? But like, <laughs> I I didn't know what it was until uh, at least I didn't think much of it. I, I mean, obviously, for him to go out and do that, you know, that's a risk already, right? To admit something like that, you don't make that shit up. Uh, just because you're mad at a company, right? I mean, that's a lot. That's scarring, right? I mean, uh, it, it sucks, but, you know, the victim gets the blunt of it a lot of the time. So him going out there and applying for somewhere else at a big company, you know, they will evaluate that as part. It's unfair, but obviously they're going to look at it as like, is he a yeah. risk? Yeah. Uh, trouble or did. Yeah. yeah. But even then, you know, um, it's a very brave thing to do regardless if it's true or not i'm leaning more towards it being true ish uh just based off of you know the official statement like uh ray says that's it, that's crazy to say that you have no you know i asked my best friend right behind me and he said he never <laughs> heard of this it, it's like complete denial it's like yeah. If anything, it shows yeah. me like, hey, you're not even reaching out to a guy who who dedicated six years to your company, dude. And like, yeah, another thing. Sorry, sorry to interrupt you. Go ahead. Like, the other thing was the uh, that statement came out. Like he, he said something like on Saturday, and like by Sunday they had that statement ready. Like most uh, places, yeah. places where they actually where they actually investigate yeah. stuff, they wait till the actual while. business day. No, I mean, <laughs> you know I mean? hey, no, it was so important, right? The, yeah, the yeah. Saturday crew came in. Yeah, yeah. all those records. That's yeah, true. Nah, that's true. Nah, nah, nah. It, it, it takes a whole team for sure. Yeah, like whole HR department was not in uh, yeah. Sunday morning, that and then straight, and then the case PR, case closed by Sunday afternoon. Yeah, it was yeah, a yeah, knee jerk yeah. reaction to yeah, containing yeah. the situation. A, yeah, well, PR me, department, we need a statement right now. Right? Yeah. yeah, let me play the middle. I because this needs to be said. Uh, I actually have friends on both sides, right? Like I actually know more or less. Like I, I have interactions and I've talked to the the victim. I'll say, uh, I'm trying not to name, even though we've dropped the name. I'm trying to keep it under wraps. Right. Anyway, and then also there's people at Naughty Dog that we know and we like and respect their work who are not part of this whatsoever. But what I can say is that like. I think Naughty Dog as the entity, as the company, they have a responsibility to protect their own reputation and themselves, but they still have to put themselves in a good light, even if somebody is trying to expose them, right? So being the company and having somebody say, hey, this is something that happened to me while I was at your company. And if they can't verify it, regardless of there being a report, everybody knows it's it's more than just a damn report, right? right? Like, it's more than that. It's a culture. It's somebody being in a powerful position, utilizing that to yeah. create some sort of sexual tension or, or harm or harassment for someone else. That's serious shit that usually doesn't end up showing up on paper. Yeah. I feel like a better response from Naughty Dog could have been like, hey, you know what? We're going to look into this. Yeah. We don't know that it happened, but we're not going to put it past that something could have happened that we might not have known about. You don't yeah. even have to admit the guilt. But at least say that you care and that you're going to do something about it because that sends a message to people who work there now who may be going through it or yeah. people who are worried about that in the future. You know what I mean? Yeah. Well, they definitely had a Monday morning uh, meeting. <laughs> <laughs> no, but like, no, but like Larry, Larry put out the, the fact like on Twitter after that statement came out, right? Yeah. At least at least 50 other, 100 other, 200 other people were like replying and like random internet people came up with way better statements to say yeah mm -hmm. as a company 
who doesn't know all of the details, right? They just be like, yeah, we looked into it and we couldn't find nothing, right? Like, like completely heartless and no sort of emotion whatsoever. Right? Yeah, there's I way, mean, there's way better corporate statements to make in that situation that 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 come across. Like Larry already said the exact words that you would you could say, and many people came up with many variations of this, and it's just like, yeah, their PR department just completely failed. Uh, yeah, it's failed. This completely. Oh yeah. Failed. Oh yeah. <laughs> so yeah, it's 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 one of those. Um, a situation like this when I hear about this is that uh, it's a good reminder of what who the HR department works for. I, I feel like a lot of people, <laughs> especially newer, you know, global types, they go to the HR department thinking that HR department was for them, right? For human resources. But honestly, it's, you know, it's the first gate of trouble for the company uh, to see who's outing themselves, basically. I mean, that's... Just they're hired by the company well, the for name, the company. Well, yeah. the, name, the name "Human Resources" isn't that exactly a very heartwarming name? Yeah, right? <laughs> which, which is actually human. Of, which is which is actually why a lot of HR departments like have different names, right? They don't yeah. use HR anymore. Right? Yeah, anyway. good, but we're still known as HR. So it's it's. Yeah. It's a sucky situation. If you're new to the industry and if you're a veteran, you know this by now that most HR is for the company. And when you complain to them, it's mostly them taking that information and deciding what to do with you more than uh, the individual that you're complaining about, especially if it's a lead like this guy claims, right? Uh, they're invested in this guy uh, in leads that make millions and millions of dollars for them every year, right? They're more invested in that person than you, who to them most likely is just, you know, a worker. Even if a good worker, you're you're replaceable, right? Mm-hmm. Especially a guy who left and came back, right? So. Yeah. Uh, it's it's very unfortunate. I do feel like Naughty Dog had the worst PR uh, responding a situation like like you said Saturday the tweet Sunday morning. I guess the HR department spent all morning on this and <laughs> and, and and came out with uh, yeah we looked and nothing uh, never even heard of this guy. So <laughs> we went every claim submitted in our database that was yeah. signed by the leads. Yeah, yeah. I know <laughs> it's a, it's. A, it's a touchy, uh, no pun intended situation for sure. And I'm just going to be real is that like, there is sexual harassment that happens in the workplace. Right? Yeah. It's all naughty dog. Isn't the only place where something like this could nope. happen. Let's just say it happens. It, right. It's it happens. That game industry happens in the movie industry. It happens in the tech industry. Happens everywhere. It happens yeah. in, and yeah. this response to me, it completely alienates the victim and says, you're on your own. If something happens to you. Yeah. And that, and that I think is the more dangerous part of the response that yeah. kind of gets overlooked. If, if them and, I'll just if they if the two parties have beef and they settle it outside, that's fine. But what comes of this because of the public response is like now future potential victims or people who are going through it are now seeing exactly how Naughty Dog played their hand. And it's like, well, damn, you know, mm-hmm. yeah, that's, that's like those people have had numerous other examples to discourage them already. Right. You know, so yeah, it, it just doesn't make the situation any any better for anybody. Yeah, it's it sucks. Yeah, I feel bad for the guy. I feel yeah. I feel bad for the people who who still work there, right? Yeah. I mean, imagine that money, how awkward that is. It's like you're, 
you're still working for the company that potentially ignore such a huge problem and you know if the trust wasn't there before if anything it's definitely, uh, there now. It's definitely not there now because that response to me was like not not even acknowledging right mm-hmm. the person that gave six years to your company giving them the enough respect to to actually hey we're going to look into this you know, we treat our employees with ultimate respect, of course. They, they did state, like, of course, we uh, deal with these situations very seriously. Mm-hmm. But to say, like, hey, this is completely fabricated. We have nothing in the system. He never even came to us. <laughs> like, that's so crazy, man, for a guy who t- to, to, to just make things up uh, and, and, and cause such a stir to, to not even, you know, even that part not being true. Like he didn't even complain about it. Come on. But that's the thing, right? Like the whole me too campaign is the, like you're outing these things that yeah. happened because at the time, maybe there was pressure. Maybe yeah. you weren't strong enough. Maybe you were too impacted by the experience. Yeah. You know what I mean? So of course, yeah, I don't know. But like people are like Naughty Dog side says they have no evidence and I wasn't there to see what they did. Yeah. But the timeline of events does not quick. lead well to yeah. <laughs> a thorough examination. Is, yeah, is it's not yeah. thorough enough, man. Yeah. They don't work that hard on Sundays. Uh, so, <laughs> I mean, I mean, best wishes to everyone. I mean, hopefully yeah. this doesn't discourage anybody who yeah. works in the industry has been gone, uh, you know, going through this type of stuff or been through this type of stuff. Um, again, just be wary of the HR department. <laughs> They're not the best line of defense for you, right? They're defending <laughs> the company. So keep that in mind when you're bringing these stuff up. Uh, the, the, the whole thing is, though, like, if you're getting sexually harassed at the workplace or sexually assaulted at the workplace, yeah, and you go and you go to the H, you can't go to HR department. Who can you actually go to, right? And so, and so that like that's the problem, right? It's like you have to have like actual proper policies in place so that the HR department actually is for you in that case, and there right. actually are policies about it, right? And you know we've seen all the cases like you know Uber completely failing their employees, and and like you know it's 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 a systematic thing that's happened throughout like all right. the companies, right? I, I, so I can't I can't really get on board of like saying HR ain't for you because in this case that is their fucking job, right? Is yeah, to, <laughs> right, is to protect their employees. In this yeah, case, right. I think in this uh, case, so. if you were to report something, you know, obviously it starts with uh, initial email. I would save that email as much yeah. as possible. Oh, I mean, course. that's and of, of course, anything thereafter would be in person and everything. Of course, they're going to keep right. it. And I would, fresh. Like I would record in person, in person conversations. Quite I even. Yeah, honestly, yeah. for a situation like that, where yeah. uh, a company that you trusted is. Yeah, so they can't come with sure. that nonsense. They can't come with that nonsense. Mm, never exactly. heard of this. Yeah. So I would say, you know, if you're going to go to HR, you have to have these these things in mind because, you know, their best interest isn't you. Uh, but at least if they come out with a statement like this five years after the fact, you're like, oh, honestly, here, look, I just screenshotted my shit. Uh, so there you go. Tweet that motherfucker. Uh <laughs> You got to do that because you are in a way on your own. And of course, after that fact, the crazy thing is social media is really on your side. I mean, they picked up on that tweet so fast, um, which is great, right? Because, you know, um, you're not alone uh, in that regards. If it's something that, especially if it's a big company like Naughty Dog, you're going to get attention. And if you have... um, 
if you have the extra evidence uh, to back up your story, it's just going to help you in the long run. So if you're going to, if you're brave enough to step forward, you know, um, just have these measures in mind when you're operating and maybe it'll be helpful later just in case. I wonder if, and I don't want to like stale this topic out before we go on to something new, but I wonder if the reason why they took the stance so harshly and so quickly like they did is because the person who was accused of doing the said thing is still employed there right now. Probably. Maybe. It could be. I mean, either way, I think they would have uh, responded the same way. They're not going to say an ex-employee is gone now. We took care of the problem. Uh, <laughs> like, like, oh, yeah, we uh, we we did offer him 20K to shut the fuck up. I mean, these are terrible things to say even if they admit to it, right? So they're sure. not going to – they're going to protect themselves as much as possible. So, therefore, we see a statement like that from the PR department saying no clue whatsoever. Never heard of this guy. I guess he worked on a couple of our games. Uh, like that was the statement. Dude, this guy is a little soldier, man. Like, he is actually really good. He's really good. If you ever check out his portfolio, he's uh, one of the best. So it's not, and he's a nice guy. Like he, yeah. he's a nice guy. And the interactions that I've had with him, they've all been very pleasant. And he helped us, you know, do the dedication, which was yeah. like very touching and moving at the time. Uh, I, I mean, obviously, I don't know him as well as Naughty Dog probably knows him, right? So I'm only coming from an outsider perspective. I just think the whole situation is jacked up, and I think it could have easily, easily been handled way differently. Yeah, and there wouldn't have been so much blowback. And honestly, I I chalk this one as a loss for Naughty Dog, unfortunately. Right. And I love well, Naughty Dog games, but I can't give him credit for doing a good job. Yeah, on that. the response was bad. So I mean, let's end it with this. Do you guys? see this going any further than it has or i mean it, it definitely has died down but mm-hmm. yeah. i mean the me too campaign is still going strong uh and if anything i i feel like a lot of uh a lot of the game industry related stuff to this is, is people are, are adopting that me too campaign yeah. Dude, i hope it's they're, over they're gonna, they're gonna release no they're gonna release well it probably shouldn't be but they're gonna release the last of us 2 trailer and then it's just mm. gonna fade off into the sunset as everybody goes out and buys the game yeah you know, and and that's just how this goes right yeah. and, and it really just t- people just have to really say nah man like like we actually really have to address these things yeah yeah <laughs> That's why we have the Game Dev Unchained podcast. Yeah, keep the conversations <laughs> going, man. You guys, honestly, this is this happens all the time, unfortunately, and uh, hopefully, you know, take the measures to protect yourself as you're doing this. If you come forward, um, because then it, it's hard to, uh, you know, they could. <laughs> I guess they can argue photoshopping, but to that state, if they're like defending that, they're already. I feel like as a company. <laughs> in the hole right you're like oh come on you're accusing come on so uh let's let's leave it at that that's naughty dog i mean you did mention larry uh about neil gaff having a similar we won't spend any more uh too much time on this sure so Um, we can just make it quick uh yeah anyone who knows about neil gaff they kind of disappeared one day in the middle of the night because (laughs) there was another sexual assault case uh where basically uh tyler mika who goes by the handle of Evilor uh, in the following post references this Facebook post uploaded to Imgur that basically explains the sexual harassment. Uh, I wish I could read this whole image for everybody, but I realize now that I can't. So it was silly even getting that far into it. Right. But Neil Gaff went online like completely black over these allegations to the owner. 
And it looks like they're coming back online, though. Let me check. I'll see if I can go to the site. Yeah, this is this is crazy, man. Like, um, let's back up. I mean, we're we're already in the industry like that is full of men. Uh, <laughs> so I mean, it, it's just it's scary, right? Yeah. And I'm I'm not even saying this is men on women. It could be men on men. Who knows? Yeah. Uh. But it it's not a very welcoming thing to hear. I mean, the movie industry is, is going through it, like, been going through it for a long time. And then game industry, if anything, is... Like, I mean, yeah, the term, the term casting couch is yeah, like comes made, from the movies, made up yeah. term, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. Right. And so, like, and that's the thing, like, you you know, that term exists. And people use oh, the cast and couch, you know, that, oh, that's so horrible, that's so bad, right? And it's like, you know, that's been around, like, before we were born, right? Like, yeah. you know, like, 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 this stuff has been just so prevalent. Bill Cosby been doing his dirt for God knows how long, right? Like, yeah. it's crazy, man. It's crazy. And, 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 it, and it seems like now it's finally people starting to speak out and really be like, no, nah, man. Yeah. But, uh, you know, I don't, I don't know how you change that kind of pervasive thing that's, like, baked into the society, but it's, yeah, yeah it's us. There's this one thing I did hear from uh, with the Weinstein thing, uh, a little off tangent, but I'll, I'll I'll make it quick. So he did an interview on Howard Stern, and Howard Stern is like, "All right, you're telling me uh, you don't do this anymore." So this is before the all allegations, anymore. right? <laughs> yeah. Well, he's like, "You don't come on. It's so easy for you in your in your line of work and your position of power that you don't you don't prey on these women." Like, you know, he's pretty straightforward, right? And it's yeah. like, "Oh no, we you know we used to you know the good old days good or old something days. along those lines." <laughs> it's like. Some, something along those lines, like no, that 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 is not uh, allowed anymore in our industry. But you oh, know, wow. we miss we we mean, miss we missed it. You know, we missed our generation missed that. It's like, oh my god, you're already outed yourself. <laughs> but he but, but he already like he already admitted that he did some dirt, right? Yeah. And like and also like and there's allegations that are like like relatively recent, so it's not yeah. This good old days has it in like two years ago, I guess. No, like, yeah, yeah. On, good old days it. is last week. Yeah, stop it. Yeah. Last couch, right? Yeah. So, uh, all right. Hopefully, uh, hopefully this is. Yeah, <laughs> hopefully everyone, if you're going through this, get the help you need. Um, the industry is behind. You. I feel like everyone. Um, yeah, there is half and half in regards of you know is Naughty Dog guilty or not? You know why is this guy doing this? Is he doing it the right way? There was a lot of those kind of comments, but I think mostly as a game developer, we support each other in every way. Obviously, something happened for uh, him to even step forward, so we're not doubting that. Uh, the level of what he went through, of course, is up for question because he he himself didn't go into detail, right? But like we said, the comment to reply. Uh, to that publicly was horrible. Yeah. So right, right now everyone's back on his quarter because, you know, that's the worst thing to not even acknowledge. This person, uh, I guess he worked here. Uh, well, they, they didn't say it like that. But, yeah. They didn't say it like that, but the attitude was like, <laughs> you know, if you're a concerned uh, friend or a guy who is um, uh, is appreciating of, you know, the work given for in a six-year Span your your answer. I feel like would be a lot more sympathetic. It's like, what happened, dude? I don't know what happened, but something seems to be bothering you. Let's have a conversation. You know, these are you know, there's a type of response where like you can have the public on your side and like, hey, they're figuring things out, right? Yeah. So that didn't happen. So it was pretty much the opposite of that. 
Uh, but anyways, uh, we're moving on from bad news to, to bad news again. Um, (laughs) another big one was visceral games shutting down. Oh, Uh, that, that hurt. Yeah. So Larry, do you mind kind of going over the, the, what exactly happened? (laughs) Well, I just, I'll just tell it from my account. I was up early one day, opened up Facebook and I saw like, bam, you know, EA pulls a plug, uh, on visceral games and they moved the star Wars game that was in development elsewhere, so to speak. So it sounds like the project may or may not be somewhat protected, but the studio behind it initially is shut down. And that's where uh, the former Uncharted, like I think she was creative director there, Amy Henning is now, she was over at Visceral. And I don't have word over the impact on her if she's still part of the project or not. But the the rumblings that I've been able to gather here and from my my sleuthing of... uh, you know, different forums, so to speak. <laughs> I get a lot of stuff from like forum talk, but some of the words that I, the, the common thread is what I was looking to say. The common thread is that they're pulling out of this project as a single player linear experience and they're mm-hmm. going to try to double down on a more like open world destiny kind of, you know, tell your own story kind of experience and a lot yeah. less handcrafted, handheld, uh, mm-hmm direct you through this you know linear based story which is what she's great at right yeah Uh, okay yeah so this story is actually very close to my heart um yeah for for one thing yeah one day i used to work there and like and also like i know a bunch of people that work there and i have like a few nuggets of inside information and all that kind of stuff as well right Uh, but like when the news came out (laughs) when the news came out i I was kind of shocked that you were like, shocked oh, by it. All right. I was, I was shocked. I was shocked by it. But then I started putting all the pieces together that have been happening for like the last two years. And I've been like, oh, okay. <laughs> right? Like, it yeah. starts like uh, some some folks that I know that were like, like was some of the top engineers there left like six months ago. Mm. Um, like so, dudes, okay. dudes, dudes that I thought that would, would never ever lifers, yeah. A company, that company ever. Like they've been there forever. And I don't think people got the leave. bonuses. Yeah, and then like six months six months ago, they're just bouncing. Like, what? What happened? Another top engineer left last year. Um, one of their tech artists bounced bounced last year to like some some Silicon Valley startup. Like like so like a, like people were like some of the top top people were bouncing. Right. Uh, over the last couple of years. Um, it's And also, like, honestly, if you want to be real, everybody's all misty-eyed whenever they talk about Visceral, they always talk about Dead Space. Yeah. Right? Um, there were... Dead Space team there were There were a <laughs> bunch of other games between Dead Space and now, and yeah. and those games are all trash, right? Like, like, right. like they we're not very good, right? And so, like... <laughs> <laughs> right? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Right. Like, I, I guess there's no other way to put it other than that. Right. Like I worked, I worked for like a very short time on Dante's Inferno and I was like, nah, man, I got to get out of here. Right? <laughs> game wasn't we're, we're literally it's hell that we're making. Yeah. 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 The game wasn't, wasn't what, what's up. Right. You know? And like, you know, and I, you know, I worked on the Godfather game, worked on Godfather two. Like I worked on, they were trying to get me to work on Godfather two when I decided also to quit. Like I, it was like I was on Dante's and they wanted me to help out with Godfather two as well. And I was like, nah, man. Like, like no. Why am I doing this? Right. <laughs> um. So like, so they've just been like a whole chain on. There's Battlefield Hardline that came yeah. out. That didn't right, do too well. Yeah. Right. Right when. Right when a uh, police police militarization was a thing and yeah, <laughs> and then also it was, just, it was just like a skinny. 
on top of battle three and like it was just it was just all bad all bad all bad decisions right and like the the star wars thing was the one that was going to turn it all around right yeah. yeah um and you know and through all that time they lost a lot of a lot of really good people left like the, that's pretty much the whole entire death space team bounced left yeah. you know like so you know hey it's 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 sad but then it's like yeah that's that's gonna happen and then it's expected yeah you know and then you know they try to turn it around and they have multi-studios working on this big now becoming an issue and then also you don't have you don't actually have the the talent either mm-hmm. right so then it, like that's just gonna make the whole thing harder to manage right? right so so it makes it makes sense that it that it uh that the axe fell and it's typical ea stuff man like ea shuts down studios like that's what they do right so yeah i, I guess the surprise is they took this line to shut that studio down I mean, honestly, like you said, you know, there was a string of n- not so many hits in between Dead Space uh, to to Star Wars, and even with Amy Hennig and you know a lot of interest was going in with this game, mm-hmm. uh, we're in a period where you know single player is questionable, mm-hmm. and then uh, multiplayer is king, right? So uh, obviously, you know, Amy Hennig is known for single player narrative experience and. Uh, to me, I feel like it could have still worked because Star Wars single player, everybody still wants that. You know, there hasn't been a Star Wars single player experience. Yeah, like, and that's like a lot of the articles that were coming out after that, they're like, single player is dead, blah, 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 right? Yeah. Like, like single play, I would say single player is exactly dead. The way it's it, been done is dying. But, but, yes. but it's, no, no, it's not even that it's dying, right? Like, the thing is, is that it's it's risky to, to make it. Yeah. It's, it costs a lot of money. And it's risky, right? Because especially if it's something like a new thing that, that nobody's that nobody's uh, played before, to convince people to pick it up is is like is work. And single player, and also single player games like historically have been adding on, like Uncharted added in multiplayer, right? Because they want you to hold on to the game for longer, and they right. want to sell more copies. Like I mean, like and then when when uh, adding multiplayer doesn't work, they add some sort of like always on persistent stuff, like some leveling system or something, right? To yeah. get play it more right it's it's just that it's risky and like and if, if there's anything that ea isn't ea does not believe in taking risks about anything and that's why for a lot of time their games there was nothing interesting happening because they don't take risks right and so when things when the landscape changes and becomes a little bit more difficult or harder you're losing talent right then you're just not going to want to take that risk and you're going to be like hey we need to make a game that we could monetize the hell out of mm-hmm. we could have some loot boxes yeah right and that mitigates and that helps mitigate the the risk right so you know that's just like the, that it's a the hot takes are a little bit too hot for me right because i still think you could make single player games and all that it's just you have to be willing to to take the risk to do it yeah. and a lot of these big publishers are like nah man we got we got share prices that we have to deal with Right. Yeah, and we have yeah. we have investors we have to worry about. So like risk is not what we're about, right? We're about return on investment. Right. So. And it is that thinking that is leading to the death of a <laughs> single player. <laughs> I, I just think saying the single player gaming is dying is just like really selling the whole what is actually happening super short. And we really need to be talking about like the real stuff. Right. Yeah. <clears throat> well, here's 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 my view from my crystal ball, right? I see so many things that are happening to the, the world of experiencing 
you know, video games right now that are working against single player gaming, right? Like it's an experience that let's say if you play it once, you kind of got all the bang for the buck in that first experience, right? Maybe you can do new game plus, maybe. On top of that, and we say these same things, if you have 15 YouTube streamers that have millions and millions of people behind them doing a full playthrough of your game, and it's a single-player linear experience, there's a lot of people who are like, eh, I've seen, I've seen the ending. I've seen all the twists. I've seen the decisions. I don't need to play this, right? No, and yeah, no, and that's why, yeah, and that's why um, content creators need to talk to the YouTube guys and and figure something out in that case. And, those cases. And do you what? Know? Like, like remember, like... Please no, no, don't record. No, no. Well, but you stream, remember the last stream the first hour or whatever. No, but you remember, yeah, you remember our last roundtable. We actually talked about this exact thing, right? Like, like yeah, actually, yeah, yeah. be like, you know, like come to some agreement. Be like, yeah, you know, stream the first hour of it, the first level, or whatever. That's cool with us, right? Like, there's, there's ways around this. Right? There's ways to do this, and like, and nobody could tell me that single player gaming is dead when Mario Odyssey is about to come out, and everybody and their mother is going to be playing that joint. Yeah. Right? It's Nobody can tell me that it's dead. Nobody can tell okay. me. Right? <laughs> so, so great. So great. Mario Odyssey exists. And right. we lose Uncharted. We lose God of War. We're not we gonna lose, lose we're not gonna lose God of War Uncharted because those games are coming out very soon. They're well. coming out. There's so. a lot of excitement behind. I do feel yeah. like there's a new Uncharted game. I thought the, the oh, one sorry. that they just made is the last one. Last of Us Two, there's, whatever. Last of Us Two is gonna come out, right? There's Last oh, of Two. Yeah. two. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I do feel single player um is at risk in a way but at the same time i i think it is lazy to keep thinking that you can build single-player games like ps2 games way. yeah the same yeah, way yeah. there's ways to do it and there's there's a reason why simulation games that are having a story-driven narrative are, are doing well because simulation it creates that newness every time you do play right there is a, a variable right mm -hmm. so what you do as a designer is you got to think about what is a variable that uh you know when the controller is in my hand i still have you know if we're worried about streamers and yeah. then streamers playing a game and you can watch the experience then what you got to really question yourself is your you know are you making your game uh enough of a game right yeah. if, if it, it plays like a movie then yeah of course i'll watch it as a movie and then i don't need to play yeah. it i feel yeah. like that's the fault of the designer right yeah. you didn't design it so that it it, it you know the inclination to play would be there even if i watch something people watch at least for me, when I seek out uh, to watch, is it's a more of a purchasing preview, right? To me, it's like it, it, it's same, not same here, same here. Yeah, yeah. Exactly how I use it. Exactly yeah, how I do it. yeah, that it's to me, it's a longer trailer. Like, do I want to buy this game? Uh, does it make me want to buy it and play it myself? Like, you know, is the person playing it having fun? Right? To me, it's like now I have a, a better preview instead of just sinking sixty dollars into something that I'm going to regret. Right? Sure. So. To me, honestly, the platform is here to stay, and it's up to us creatives to be creative, and um, you know, think as a business person as well, right? You know, our feelings, of course, sympathizes with the people who are making this content, and we know how much work it takes, and how much money it takes, and how long it takes. So, of course, we sympathize with developers, but at the same time, you know, we're guilty of. Uh, looking at these streamers, you know, for its content and see the value in that too. Mm -hmm. So for so Amy Hennick, unfortunately, I'll finish my thought. Yeah, sorry. For Amy Hennick, you know, honestly, she is the Uncharted franchise. She 
created this whole single player narrative experience for the PS4, PS3, right? So to make it relevant again, mm-hmm. right? Still relevant. So if anyone who who were to stick to the old model and make it work, I, I really do think she could have made. I would have been very interested mm-hmm. in the game that they were going to make. Like I would have bought it even if it was yeah. a single player. But well, at the same time, it needs yeah, to be that's... more. It needs to be more. Yeah. I, I feel like. There but needs also, to be no, but also, yeah, but also that's why like that this whole thing surprised me more yeah yeah it's like i'm like you telling me amy amy hennig star wars star wars universe you're it's telling not me you can't make something that will sell yeah. millions and millions of copies and your name is ea and you're the king of marketing it's like come on now stop it right <laughs> like it's it's a straight up like well you, we just, you we just don't your lead engineer is gone you're lead yeah exactly yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> i mean oh. honestly probably the, the conversation was already made right the conversation yeah, yeah. up the upper they're like six months ago they were like all right we got to start uh selling this engine or yeah. this technology you guys uh, yeah, for parts yeah. like that like, that triggered it not because you know we're on I can, yeah, I can understand if it was like joe blow publisher number five <laughs> Five yeah. making new IP too, and it's a single player only game. And, yeah, and, you know, that's a, that's a risk, right? Yeah, yeah but, I can understand. Yeah. But Star EA, Wars is like gold. Yeah, EA marketing juggernaut cannot sell a single player game yeah i mean look we were talking about naughty (laughs) dog right so last of us 2 is coming out even though you know naughty dog has been really pushing the multiplayer stuff i don't look at uncharted i don't look at last of us for multiplayer i have no interest in it whatsoever i have let's say let's be uh uh gracious and say maybe uh, out of the eight million copies they sold of the last uncharted maybe two million probably really likes playing multiplayer right but the bulk of it, people buy those games for the single player experience. So I would not say if you are uh, having such a brand, strong brand name such as Amy Hennig uh, and EA being able to sell that, that this game wouldn't have made millions. But maybe the question is five million or eight million isn't enough. They want, you know, 15 million as standard well, nowadays for well, how long that project's I, been going, right? I got to jump well, yes. in, guys. Yeah. Uh, I just want to say one quick thing because Brandon, you hit a stellar point that we didn't really get to narrate on. And I just want to jump in. Ray, so please hold your thought because I know you got a good one. <laughs> um, you're you're absolutely right though, Brandon, is that like if you can't design your game to be a game where the, the play right is valid enough that it can sell the why the story exists to piece together these gameplay experiences, then you're going to be in trouble if you're making a single player game. We just in our last podcast interviewed the team that was doing um, Octodad and Octodad. Yeah, sure. Like I need to go here and do that. Right. Every player who plays this game is going to have that same exact objective, but navigating and piloting an octopus moving around a physics based environment is the challenge, right? It's the story that just pieces together those parts of the gameplay. And it's like that. It doesn't matter if I watch the stream because I didn't get my chance to pilot him or see if I could do better or worse. So Mm -hmm. I think that could help single player gaming. And then also I'm really excited to see episodic game content. I want to see two or three more years of that to be able to make a a call because maybe that could help as well, right? Like, hey, sure, go ahead. We know you're going to stream. That's why we cut the game into five chunks and we're selling each chunk for $9. You know what Mm -hmm. I mean? As more and more people keep watching these streams, but the rest of the content isn't out, you can't ruin it. You can only expose X amount. And there's still four more chances for us to regain more customers. So those are the two strategies I would think could be useful in the future for people who want to make really good single player games. All right, Ray, all yours, man. 
<laughs> oh yeah, no, no, like yeah, I agree with you. Like, and uh, and like the other thing that when Brandon said something before it occurred to me too was like I, I also think like yeah, single player gaming will probably change, mm-hmm. right? It has to. Not more, so, yeah, it has to. Like, not more so than die, like because it's sure. it has been changing, right? Like you know, they add multiplayer, they add this, they add that, right? So is this going to add like some other mode where they can monetize the hell out of it and get their loot boxes on, right? Like so, <laughs> right? Like so, it's gonna it's gonna morph, and it's gonna it's gonna change, and it, but I think it's still it's still gonna be here, right? Yeah. Like for for the foreseeable future, and so that's why some of those headlines and stuff is just just kind of kind of funny. Uh, and then the other yeah, the other thing um, what you were just talking about. Uh, uh, the thought has left my brain uh but anyway but yeah so like i i just yeah i just think that the whole the whole hot takes about about like oh single player is dead and all this kind of stuff no nah, man it's just always it's always morphing it's always changing and so it just has to adapt right mm-hmm. yeah um yeah. i think there's still a lot of interest in it obviously i mean three guys here you know and a lot of developers out there and a lot of fans honestly want story-driven games i mean it's been proven to work um but again you know it's getting bigger and better and you gotta adapt to the times you can't make a ps2 game again for for 60 yeah. bucks and explain explain to people like hey you can actually just watch the experience and it'll be the same thing um that's bad design. Like it, it just comes down to design, in my opinion, to make yeah. it work. Oh yeah, so, and I, yeah. Sorry, and I just remembered what uh, what I was going to say about because mm-hmm. Larry mentioned the episodic content thing, mm-hmm. and like, and I was all like, no, I was all about it. I was like, that is a perfect way to lower yeah. to lower the cost of making a game, right? Because you can just make smaller levels for you know, so it's less content, so it's cheaper to make it. Right. And then, you know, you kind of string it out. And so you can amortize the costs over, over many years. Yeah. Um, and like basically the, the late, the last Hitman game kind of tried that. Right. Uh huh. Mm-hmm. And it didn't, it didn't really do well. Right. It did okay. Right. But it didn't really do well. Um, and then, and then also there's the, there's the telltale games, right. Some of those games sell a lot and do well and some of them don't. Right. And, and so like, so it seems like the, episodic hasn't really been working out and but but for other reasons right hitman's a is a super niche game for like hardcore stealth nerds and right and like and uh and like uh, telltale is also a game for a very select audience right so you have to get the the story side right right mm-hmm. uh but still but still like episodic in itself doesn't seem to be uh the answer either in those cases right uh-huh. so that's Thanks, Ray. Well, I mean, I guess it's uh, early access. <laughs> I guess it's an early access uh, is the only way it works. Uh, Star Wars early access. Well, oh, speaking man. of early access, I want to go into this a bit. Uh, you know, Larry, you, you had this juicy bit about DayZ, right? Early access since t- 2013. Uh, yeah. So, <laughs> so, okay, I'll, I'll jump into it. So we kind of were hinting before at like early access games now becoming the business model where it's like hey we don't even want to release we just want to tell people that we're going to release this game even though it's kind of shitty and we'll just hide behind early access as the reason why it's kind of shitty and we'll mm-hmm. still sell as many copies as we expect to sell with this game so uh daisy i think first hit early access in 2013 it is now 2017 and we're at the end of it. We're almost going into 2018. Still no release for Daisy. 
and Daisy recently has been getting review bombed with like all sorts of negative reviews. <laughs> and one specifically, I'm gonna pull it up. Like, just give me a second. I remember the guy was saying, or girl was like, "Here's a list of things that have happened since Daisy has been on early access." And it was just a, it was the most hilarious thing I've read in a long time. I'm gonna pull it up right now. So you guys talk about early access as a business model. Let me pull up this link. Well, yeah, like, I was talking to, it's funny, because I was just talking to uh, uh, a work cohort of mine, uh, Bill, we were on the last, last roundtable from Bill, right? And he's just straight up like, he's straight up like, you know, yeah, early access is now a business model, right? Like, it is, like, it is a genre of game, is like what you're basically saying, right? Mm. Early access is the genre, and all the successful early access games are the ones that are all like, the survival games, and they're janky, and they're you on the board time right uh-huh. like rust and daisy and subnautica and the whole ton of them right and my on our personal favorite pub PUBG, you know that right uh-huh. uh, <laughs> and uh but then also at the same time they like and i agree with that and i agree that those games are going to stay in our access for a very long time at the same time though there's been like plenty of like really good games that came out early access and then went straight into release maybe three months six mm-hmm. months a year Mm. after they hit early access right and and they actually became better because they were in early access right um so so i want more of those and less of the the ones that are in early access perpetually yeah it's it's the whole kickstarter abuse thing all over again it's like oh we found this thing that was meant for something good we're just going to take over it and use it for bad or for we're exploit exploit is well it is yeah it is basically kickstarter right you're paying money for for a product um that is not done yet Mm -hmm. you know like start you know of like unfulfilled i keep mentioning every time i come on here talking about this i keep mentioning sources but it's but it's true it's like the king of the early access just broadcast never coming out type of game right yeah all right so let me let me jump into this juicy review it's so nice to read this uh and no disrespect obviously to the daisy developers this shit is just hilarious though so it says things that have happened since 2013 my, oh, damn. My mother's uncle died from chronic obstructive pulmonary disease. My cousin's uh-huh. wife gave birth not one, but two children and not at the same time. <laughs> <laughs> My cousin got over her cocaine addiction. Leonardo DiCaprio wins the Oscars. Uh, I graduated from high school. I'm two years in the university. A military coup happened in my country as well as five elections. <laughs> damn, this guy. <laughs> Still waiting. <laughs> My brother got through two relationships. Trump became president of the United States. Brexit. I learned how to play the piano. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Bieber get arrested. The Ebola epidemic ended. Same-sex marriage became a thing in the USA. Paris Climate Agreement. New Star Wars film. Autonomous cars became mainstream. Giant pandas no longer endangered. And finally, Netflix added online downloads. But this game is still on beta. What the hell? <laughs> that was a good one. That was a good one. That's from uh, Tamer on Steam. Yeah, a lot of shit happens, man. It's 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 making it's games clear. takes time, I guess. It yeah. takes time, but Ray, like, you 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 came to a point where you know people who go into early access that actually um, turn it into a full game and use early access as like a beta testing, right? What it's supposed to be. Um, they come in with the intention of releasing it, right? And there's the difference, right? Three, six mm. months after to a year, those guys came in wanting to finish the game. Yeah. 
Unfortunately, there's 80% and maybe 10 or 5% of those guys that are really successful early accessors uh, kind of abuse the system a bit. And those are the guys we talk about, right? That- yeah. Actually, that's, that's interesting you mentioned like that, like beta beta testing, right? Mm-hmm. Because like before before I got in the industry, I actually did beta test some games and stuff back in the day. Yeah. Right. And like, and like, yeah, you do it for free. You'd get a free copy of the game. Mm-hmm. Right. And they would say, oh, but like when once it's done, right. And they would send you the disc like in the mail, like, yeah, like yeah. old school. This, right. This old school like that. And you, <laughs> you play the game, you report bugs and all that kind of stuff. And then you get a copy of the game and it's done. Your name, the credits, all, the whole nine. Right. Yeah. And like, and now, like, and then that just like totally just disappeared. Right. Like, yeah. You don't get any just, of that. You pay for the game that. that you're testing. Yeah. And then now, and now it's back, but then it's, they call it early access. <laughs> you pay, you basically pay to early pay. access. Uh, <laughs> right. To me, skip the whole Kickstarter rewards, uh, pain in the ass thing that developers were facing. You know, that, you know, the promising rewards, writing that up and then d- delivering on it after, you know, your, your campaign has passed has, uh, crippled a lot of companies because, you know, physical rewards, especially are, very hard to do uh there's a lot of factors into it but then early access completely like hey man we're just gonna give you a half finished game uh not promise you anything else and uh thanks for your help you paid for it by the way uh free labor for us uh essentially a paid labor for us you're paying us basically to to test things for us um i i think it is still a strong uh tool for companies that uh, or, or like indie developers especially uh, that want to use it correctly. Um, it's not going away. I feel like, you know, the system's there. It's set up. Obviously, Steam, they feel fine with it, right? It's it's, it's working well for them as well. So I think, uh, and I think customers nowadays are smart enough to know what it is. So, mm-hmm. you know, the risk is pretty obvious. So I think uh, there isn't any bait and switch type of situation no one's being fooled maybe daisy 2013ers uh were the the first and last of that crowd that went in thinking that this game would be released but um i i guess with daisy especially you know so many good games started and finished and and eclipsed it in its own gameplay that it, it, it innovated so uh that was the upset that um was caused no, so yeah and the, the other thing that occurred to me too is like um it's like yeah you people pay for early access and play these games, right? And the whole the whole initial point was like, yeah, you get early access and you can help us make the game and shape it in your image and you mm-hmm. guys will, will help us build the game of our dreams, right? Yeah. <laughs> and like and like well that was the initial thing, right? Right. And, right. Um, and uh the one thing that occurs to me is like I did an early access for like Master was it Master yeah it was Master of Orion or one of them like our uh-huh. was it Galactic Oh yeah. Civilizations, right? But they went the other way with early access, where they were like, "It's early access, but you have to pay us like, like a hundred dollars." Yeah, right. (laughs) And 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 you pay us a hundred (laughs) bucks, and we will give you free upgrades and free DLC for the whole entire thing of the game. And like that is like that sounds crazy, but also that will that will literally weed out people that would just want play for no reason and really get the hardcores in there that will actually give you useful feedback to make your game better and that game went into early access and it came straight out of early access and they fixed issues and all that kind of you know and yes i did pay a 100 bucks because i'm a huge organization nerd right but like but um but like that's even a better approach because you get the people that are serious about it picking up your game 
and then they're really going to help the community because they dropped a hundred bucks to, to right so. that's a sneak peek so they treat it as like yeah. hey man where you we're giving you a, yeah. a chance of a lifetime to look at a game that's not going to be publicly available so exactly. and that but that's a professional developer like that they knows their yeah. shit and they know what the you know they wanted uh something very specific besides money right because right. they are secure enough to know that when we release this game it's going to make money we don't want just that we want the game to be good so here yeah. hardcore right. developers <laughs> that's, Honestly, maybe that's awesome yeah Maybe early access is just set up so that it could be taken advantage of, and that's the problem, yeah. right? Like, let's think about what developers get out of it outside of money, right? They get a huge amount of potential beta testers to hopefully test game mechanics, find bugs, test server load. All of those things are benefits to the person that's going to be putting out the game. But if they hit the lottery before they have to go to work, they're not going to go to work. And that ends up being the problem. Like if you can pay 60 bucks to join somebody's early access game, where's the incentive for that company to make the game better? Really? You know what I mean? Well, like, I, I agree. I agree with that. Like in principle, um, uh, but like, you know, like there's an example of some people that I actually know, like Astromere, right. Mm -hmm. and, and like, you know, that game actually, I would say it hit the lottery when uh when it when it's early access, right? Yeah. Um, and they're still working and they're still updating it and they're still improving it and mm -hmm. you know, and life life is going right. So. They're doing it the right way. Then they're yeah. they're using the platform for what it should be used for. But what I'm right. what I was getting to, I guess, is the fact that the platform is kind of set up in a way that people who don't want to use it for what it should be used for can easily do that. The, sure. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I just in case the dude's running off with the money, right? Just in yeah, case. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, of course. Yeah. That's why I don't play Daisy. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean that that wraps up to me uh, that topic. I mean, we'll we'll end it with uh, Microsoft, right? So there's a lot of things going on with Microsoft. There's the new Xbox One coming out, which yes. surprisingly, One week I don't away. know. One, one week, week away. away, but like, am I the only one surprised? You know, with all that buildup, I'm I'm not hearing that much about it, right? Yeah, well, they did uh, they did the first the first commercial during uh, Walking Dead yeah. on okay. Sunday. Yeah, so, so that's, that's like that's like, hey, we have every nerd watching TV right now. Let's mm. do let's do that right New now. New Xbox. Yeah. So is there any software that they're premiering with that? Um, to, to sell it not specifically coming out right at that time, but I think Assassin's Creed Origins is the next big game coming out. Uh, what is there a, like a Forza game that? It's to be always out? a Forza game. There's <laughs> 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 always a dragon. No, 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 no. You do something so like, like what is there? This this thing called Forza, like, 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 like dude, for, yeah, Forza, like, yeah, like Forza Seven, Forza Seven, Forza the Seventh okay. version of Forza, Forza 7 and, and, and it's not, out. it's not just, no, it's not just coming out. It's actually already out. And, okay, there you right? go. There you go. That's <laughs> how horribly received the marketing has been for me personally. But I will say this. I think the hardest struggle that Microsoft is going to have with selling this new box is one, it's a $500 investment, right? My Xbox One already plays all the games that this new box is supposed to play. Plus, in order for me to really, really enjoy this $500 box, I have to buy another $500 box called my 4K television. So yeah. we're talking about a thousand dollar investment right there. Yeah, I for mean, this is for Ray, right? So people like Ray, uh, no, 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 no. <laughs> for one, for one, for one, you're buying a really cheap 4K TV. One, 
right? Yeah. Like, oh, hey, hey, add add, so add another zero. You're making my argument better. Not a thousand dollar investment, but, but, it's a fifteen hundred dollar investment. Thank you, right? Yeah, 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 yeah. But no, but you, you, you just won't be playing the Xbox, Xbox One X enhanced games, right? You won't yeah. be having that extra textures and the extra yeah. polygons. And the, You're playing the welfare version, and right? you won't be, right. and you won't be playing Gears of War in sixty frames per second, right? Yeah, so, there you I go. won't be playing it in four K. That's <laughs> why it's coming out. That's why it's coming out because the hardcore, yeah. like we said before, yeah. the hundred dollar early accessors. <laughs> We'll be buying it, uh, and they'll uh, they'll I've, get exactly what they wanted with these, right? As we look at PlayStation, we look at X, uh, Microsoft. Mm. They're doing these 1.5 upgrades is because you know they're selling more hardware. Well, they can now, yeah. Yeah, every year, right? So um, that's exactly what they're going for, and they're well, succeeding in that. Yeah, well, like yeah, Microsoft's in like kind of a bad position, right? Because like yeah, yeah. Their, their hardware is actually not selling, right? Right, mm. and, they, and they actually don't have many super good exclusives right right um so like yeah so they're hoping that this will kind of reinvigorate the base and get some sales going um and, and full and full disclosure like uh, yeah i have a four up before ktv and my xbox one x is on pre-order right and i'll be getting yeah, it on nice. november 7th mm, right? uh, of course, of course. <laughs> but but right yeah yeah no but like i have muscles going i'm like what am i going to play on it and I'm yeah. like, oh, oh, I would play <laughs> your, like, your uh, library that you already have. <laughs> no, but I'm gonna play. I'm gonna play like I'm gonna play Forza because I play Forza on the PC. So I'm gonna check out Forza in the, the 4K glory and see see what see what's up, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. But like after after that, I'm like like I'm like I barely play games on my Xbox as it is right now, right? Yeah, it's not much. You know, like, on, yeah. you know, and you know, there's Xbox One Enhanced. So yeah, there's Assassin's Creed Origins. I can just play that on PC, man. Like there's and then there's a. Uh, there's Gears of War, right? Mm-hmm. I can just play Gears of War on PC, right? If they bring the same Xbox One X enhancements to PC, like yeah, I just play on PC because I have a PC rig, right? Mm-hmm. Like so, like I don't, I don't know exactly who it's who it's for. Um, and it's I don't, for you, dude. Well, it's and I don't for know people we'll, who don't, don't care know about software we'll exclusives. Yeah, and I don't know if we'll turn around there. No, I, I don't think it's a. Like, I don't think it's going to do yeah. anything. For Let's them. be real yeah, and just acknowledge the- that it's a transitional staff, right? 4K is coming. 1080 is going. Now, we're not at the point where 4K is to Blu-ray as 4K is here, man. 4K is here. DVD. But what I mean is, like, yeah. if I go to my mom's house, her TV is 4K. If I go to, you know what I mean? Like, right now, yeah. they're still on 1080. It's I not mean, at that level yet. But no, this but box mean, like, is carrying over that transition. Yeah, but I mean, if you if you go out right now and buy a TV, you'd be hard pressed to find a yeah, 1080 it's, it's a 4K TV. TV. Yeah, yeah. So you buy a 4K TV, like like you'd be hard pressed to find a non 4K. It's TV. it's it's yeah. it's yeah. It's, it's right. next Come like in. two to four years before. Wait, the only yeah, the only one. other the only other tech thing with 4K TVs that is a little bit harder to find is like the HDR. Yeah. Right, HDR HDR is super niche. Yeah, it's right really now. important. Right? Yeah. Um, but like, but but also Xbox One X will have HDR, HDR supports and you know, and, no, and yeah, yeah, this, yeah. this is this is the box that's future proofing, right? This yeah. is the one that if you don't have 4K but plan on getting it, then get this box. Cool, great, awesome. Um, <laughs> yeah, but I just you know it's transitionary, so it's not going to have a sales explosion. No, no one, no one's lining up for this. I don't think, not type of that. Yeah, and the crazy, the crazy thing I want to mention about the about the commercial, right? Because I watched the commercial. It was on during Walking Dead, and it was on. It's on YouTube. You can check it out, whatever, right? But 
the, the craziest thing I thought about it that I thought was funny about it was, you know, they're playing the music, they're playing Kanye, um, Power. Mm-hmm. You no know, one, no one. Have, yeah, man, that guy's making so much money. So, so, they're, so, yeah. so they're yeah, so they're hyping up the power and hyping up 4K. You know, it's gonna be great. It's gonna be great. And all I'm seeing is a scene from Minecraft. Uh, and, I'm, uh, and I'm like, and I'm like, what is going on? Right, it's like the only game like, they own, dude. Right? Like, they showed they showed other scenes. They showed Forza. They showed like some other games, right? But I'm like, I'm like, why is Minecraft? Yeah, Minecraft because, should not be. Because, right? the power. <laughs> you guys are overlooking two key factors here: the power of the purse that has a child <laughs> yeah. attached to it. Yeah, of course, of course, Minecraft. Of course, but like Minecraft, a a, a push. Yeah, no, no, no one. Extra. Yeah, no one. No one's <laughs> looking at 4K Minecraft as a selling point. No right, Minecraft so. should need all that power. Yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, well, I, you know, go ahead, go ahead Brandon. Go ahead. No, no well, I'm just saying that, like we said, no one's lining up for this. To me, it's uh it's. Uh, <laughs> It's gonna pass. This news is great, right? It's been building up, but I feel like the last week and a half. Sure, there's commercials. It's, but no one, no, no none of my friends, any developers are like hyped up about. Oh man, are you getting the? You know, no one's having that conversation at all, right? And a lot of it boils down to again software. It's like why, like, why exactly do I need a powerful box? You need yeah. software for for that reason. They don't have well, the, that. Yeah, like here's a word just announced today. It was today or yesterday. The uh... The Xbox One X that they're doing, and you know, it all looks pretty legit. Like, you know, like I think for me, I think more people should be hyping up the like, hey, you could run your game at 60 FPS. If yeah. like, say you forget 4K and you just run it yeah. in AP, if more games gave people the option to run their game at 60 FPS, I think that's like on a console, on a home console, and no, not needing, cool. not needing a PC. I think that's I think that's the actual selling point. But but everybody's just talking about 4K. It's the 4K to at high risk has high risk textures that right but like if anybody knows me you know every day i, I get up i like all i do is like talk about 60 frames a second right um mm-hmm. like i think i think that's super important right and if more games give people that option that's a reason to buy that box you know yeah. what i mean but uh in other microsoft technology the connect is now officially dead once they sell through the remaining stock the connect will no longer be supported sold distributed marketed none of that gone yeah i'm surprised that this hasn't happened already like i forgot about it i i mean obviously xbox one shipped with no connect and i thought that was the end of it so for them to officially announce i guess it's cool give some resolution to to people like Ray who are still using it, it's like, all right, you know, Cortana's <laughs> gonna go bye bye. <laughs> Cortana? Honestly, oh, no, Cortana, Cortana, where are you? <laughs> that was the only thing I used my Connect for. I paid. I actually bought an Xbox that didn't have the the Connect. I went out and bought the damn Connect, and it sits wow. on top of my box. And you know what I do? Xbox on. Yep. That's it. Yeah. Well, now you now you say "Hey Cortana" on, which which makes it more annoying. Oh, really? Yeah. Yeah. Xbox on doesn't work anymore. Yeah, Xbox on doesn't work anymore. Yeah, it's it's the stupidest thing in the world. But yeah, I've already unplugged it because I just thought I was like, "Damn, I don't know." (laughs) Thank you, Ray. (laughs) Shows how much I know. Yeah. But it's Uh, yeah, it's 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 kind of like an end of an yeah, you know, end of an era. There's some pretty good connect games. Dance Central is pretty dope. Yeah, but but it was a fad. 
It's dead. It was a fad, yeah. But there is a major win. I do want to drop this real quick before we kind of wrap up. Microsoft did an incredible job with this that I believe will probably launch, hopefully, on the same day as the new Xbox, which is the new avatar designs for Microsoft, Xbox mm. One, all that stuff. Have you seen those? Have you seen the detail and no, I haven't all seen the features? That. Is it, it, that crazy? it feels like they went to Pixar and was like, yo, help us make our shit. Oh, wow. So do you know avatars... Completely revamped, and I already know what Ray's gonna say. I already know what, what you're gonna I, say, Ray. Go what ahead. am I gonna? What am I gonna say? Go ahead and drop it. Go, go, ahead, go ahead and tell the good people. Go ahead and Yo. tell the good people how it was made. Hashtag made with unity. You know it's <laughs> <laughs> so the new Microsoft's new avatars, which look amazing. The amount of features, the amount of customization that you get, and just the overall look and appeal is definitely been upgraded. They look fantastic. And I did not get paid to say any of this. And that is actually the most excited thing that I'm looking forward to is like, that's cool. Yeah. When wow. these avatars yeah. come out, I think they look great. I'm just, I'm geeking out over it. I can't wait to get mine. And I'm going to take a picture in front of a green background so that I can use it for other projects. <laughs> it's going to be my logo at work. Everything. I'm telling you, I'm excited. Is that, is that when Xbox One X launches that's coming out? Or? I'm hoping because they said they're launching in the fall and it, it makes the most sense that okay. new box, new avatar. I'm hoping. I got my fingers crossed. All right. I mean, I do. I do hope that Microsoft does bounce back. I mean, they're not selling well, but they're not like dying or anything like that. But it's like, you know, obviously their phone didn't work out. But you know, I find I find it harder for them to connect. Uh, no pun intended. With uh, other people who aren't Microsoft lovers, right? Like I have a phone that isn't that I carry with me unless I go on my PC and stuff, right? That's it, right? Is that the end of their ecosystem now that their hardware game console isn't doing so great, right? It's not a part of, like, that uh, of every developer's lives anymore, which is, uh, to me, a sign of what's to come. You know, maybe next generation they bounce back and for some reason Sony just make another misstep or whatever, but, um, you know, I, I hope that they get some ground because you know obviously their hardware is not bad and they don't have bad uh that bad of a business right i do think they're 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 one of the titans obviously um but i mean it it might be a question of the console business changing a lot but um you know the avatars hopefully they can integrate that more into our lives you know apps on phones are a thing right if they can still incorporate cortana and you know they have bing <laughs> and siri siri uses bing right for for their shit yeah yeah, yeah. no but I, I think part of it like i think it boils down to like you know the software matters mm-hmm. you know what i mean yeah and like and making games is also like super like as we've been saying like it's you know more expensive and super risk and so now you're like hey i want to make a game only for this one platform is like a risky thing mm-hmm. and it just seems like the amount of like you know uh games that are locked to one platform like the, the, that number is actually diminishing and like and it seems even like the the platform exclusivity deals that used to be happening a lot back in the day yeah. uh don't seem to be happening that much anymore right I don't it's know if only you, for you a period of time, yeah. Yeah, it's, it's, time, it's, yeah. yeah it's, it seems there's some of them are timed, but then it's, 
seems like just more time to exclusives with the uh, indie games more so than with like you know the big yeah. like you're not going to do a timed exclusive with like assassin's creed origins right they're like no like ubisoft wants all of that money right now right right, right. so <laughs> right like, so <laughs> right so they're not going to limit it to just one platform right uh, even for a limited time or you're gonna have to pay a lot right and yeah. so uh yeah, so yeah not- so, so, so like so i so I, that's why I feel like, I think the Microsoft's kind of like, Mo, you know, there's Gears of Warriors, Forza, you know, and that's about it, right? Like, like I can't really think of any other, you know, there's CFDs coming out, which might be cool for Rare, um, you know, and like Quantum Break, yeah, okay. Like, there's nothing really uh, that's going to get you hype. And then, but Sony's been coming with some exclusives that have just been knocking out of the park all year yeah. long, right? Yeah. So and but but that's that's also super expensive to do, right? So I don't even know how much longer that's gonna last. Right, yeah, I really, yeah, I really do feel like they're gonna have to come up with some kind of service. You know, I'm I'm still waiting on who's gonna be the first one that has a Netflix uh, uh, equivalent for a game service that you know you pay a monthly fee to play they games, both right? Right, they both they have do. They, they both they have, have that, right? right? They both have that, yeah. Okay. Microsoft is more new, but they both have it now. Okay. Honestly, that should be highlighting it more because even I, as a game developer, don't really know too much about that. Well, supposedly the Microsoft Game Pass thing, like a a voucher for it, is the first thing you see when you open the box for Xbox One X. Okay. Uh, First thing you see is Game Pass. Well, I don't have one, and that's probably why we're at that. Gotta get that money. Yeah. Well, uh, well, I'll I'll end it with this. As we're talking about Microsoft, you know, this kind of was kind of like under the nose and we're wrapping out on the hour, so I won't spend too much time. But um, Microsoft VR, I wonder if they're kind of really, we talk about indie titles, we're talking about smaller uh, companies that they're investing for exclusivity because they're the only types that are mutually beneficial now, right? You can't go to Ubisoft and promise them uh, this amount of money and that's going to eclipse their, you know, the uh, potential sales of the next Assassin's Creed, right? You don't, they don't play that anymore. It's it, it's just too much money to make these type of games. So of course they're going for indie guys and possibly VR titles, right? So I really do think they're really going to bet big with their slew of new uh, Microsoft VR hardware, right? That they're, they're teaming up and they're coming up with their own. I really do think that they're betting on VR being the next frontier for Microsoft to start um, showcasing software and experiences that only they can offer, right? So mm-hmm. I really do think they're 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 betting on that more than you know the traditional console business because I feel like they know they lost this generation. Yeah, like, yeah, the mix, yeah, they're doing a lot of, like, mixed reality, the mixed reality headsets and the HoloLens and all that stuff, Mm -hmm. yeah. So, that's the only news that I know left with Microsoft, so, Larry, if you don't mind. Well, I usually don't mind, but this time I might. I'm Larry Charles, and I'm saying goodnight. Oh, this is Brandon Faust. See you guys next week. Later, y'all. Thanks for having me. Peace. If you enjoyed this podcast and you want to stay in touch or continue to follow our developments, then you need to go to facebook.com forward slash game dev unchained and drop a like and stay in touch. You can also get the direct feed for this podcast on soundcloud.com forward slash game dev unchained.